0: All right, what's well, a audience. I have a special offer for you, and it comes from your friends at the L.A. Grizzlies, the official football team of the L.A. Sheriff's Department. It is an opportunity drawing, a you-pick-it ticket. You pick the game you want to go to, any regular season game, anywhere in the continental U.S. for any pro, college, team, or sporting event. You win the prize, you get to pick it. Want to go to Yankees Red Sox? Want to see the Packers at Lambeau Field? You want to go to the Iron Bowl? Or the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Heck, the Bruins play LSU in a year or two. Pick that game. You can hang out with What's Bruin. If you win the drawing, you get two tickets for any regular season sporting event in the continental United States. Plus, airfare for two. Plus, three nights at a local hotel for you to enjoy your experience of going to that game. And all you got to do is buy your ticket at lagrizzlies.org. There's a link right there on the homepage. So, support your Grizzlies this season as we head into the 2023 spring football season for the National Public Safety Football League. And get yourself a sweet, awesome sports experience. Tickets are just 20 bucks a piece, and you can buy them at lagrizzlies.org. Thank you very much. And go Bruins and go Grizzlies. This is Maurice Jones Drew, and you're listening to the What's Bruin Show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for West Coast Bias. The show brought to you
1: all the way from the best coast. It's the West Coast Bias, that is. Aw, yeah.
0: Hello, welcome to the West Coast Bias. I'm your host, Jake Merrifield. I'm joined by my good friend, Jamal Artis at Champs at 1015. He's here on a Thursday. Ho-hum day. Ho-hum day. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> nothing to see here. Nothing. Uh, it's good to see you, Jamal. How are you good doing? Good to see you, too. Yeah. Uh, doing good? Good. This is uh, West Coast Bias on the What's Bruin Show network, of course. A bunch of great shows on one great feed. You heard the What's Bruin Show on uh, Tuesday. Kind of an abridged show, I guess, because Bill had to leave early and Mike didn't show up till late and like, F, F you guys. Uh, but in um, good news to report, we did get a couple calls uh, on the Westburn hotline so that will not be canceled at least for another month or two as we had some activity on there thank you very much uh, mom and uh mike from santa carita we appreciate you both um and uh yeah so that's that's happening <sighs> west coast bias wb at west coast bias or uh wb west coast bias at substack.com i think uh those are the places for west coast bias appreciate it if you're listening like just follow us on twitter that'd be great yeah because i mean we're like we don't have a lot of twitter followers at this point and um i would just like a few you know just just make it you know a little more than what we have sure. be if, nice.
1: if you want to hear the west coast version of west coast bias with jake and i of course am the bias version <laughs> yeah a little bit more volatile when it comes to what i put out so
0: that's okay yeah we tweet a little bit not too much but i'd just like to see those those couple a little bit yep. uh but thank you very much anyways uh stop screwing around jamal <laughs> we uh Obviously, well, it's going to be a uh, Laker-centric show, because Not that's again. really all the what has <laughs> happened. In, you know, NBA and all that stuff. Like yeah. I say, everybody else, you've seen probably fifteen pods in your feet if you're an NBA fan. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, just in the last
1: seven. The ESPN and LA seven ten had an all day yesterday, like commercial-free from ten to like oh wow nine because they were celebrating LeBron and then it turned into trade deadline stuff. Well, I mean,
0: like I said, we got we got LeBron stuff, we got trade deadline stuff, you yeah. know, farewell Russ, all these other things. It's crazy. Or don't let the the door hit you on the way out, hit you Dep- in the ass on the way out. Depends Russ, on who you ask. Yeah. Lakers <laughs> tweeted, "Thanks, Russ." <laughs> Thank you. It's, I, I, it's like you should probably turn off the replies on that one. I mean, really. <laughs> But anyhow, before we get to that, Jamal, you said you wanted to do some uh, news and notes and whatever, so I'll give you a little breaking news, even though it's not breaking What's news, news, news. Breaking news on a weekly basis. News, Justin. Okay, Murray, what do you got?
1: Yeah, just stuff that since the last time that you and I were on this together. So the Chargers, you know, infamously blew their uh, playoff game, um, and the first uh, axe to fall that Monday was their OC. So they've hired, um, I think it was Joe Lombardi. So they've hired Kellen Moore from the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully he can open up things for Justin Herbert in the offense. I believe not this year, but the year before. Um, he, you know, the I think the Cowboys were like a top five in the NFL in terms of offense, somewhere along the lines there. Um, this year fell off a little bit, um, but that might have been because of different personnel. But when they had Amari Cooper. Yeah, yeah
0: and Dak was out for a time. Right, and, exactly.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> You know, but he did have him humming there a couple times, and it was thought that he might be the head coach, but, uh, you know, tricky Jerry Jones went with uh, uh, Mike McCarthy there. So, Kellen Moore now the new OC here in Los Angeles for the Chargers. Uh, For the Dodgers, Tony Gonsolin got an extension two years. Um, By signing the extension, he avoided arbitration. Remember, Tony Gonsolin made his first all-star team last year. The Catman. Yeah, uh, got hurt towards the end of the season and then was sort of not as useful in the playoffs, so we'll see. Um, you know, it's good, The avoids arbitration that can always be sticky between front office and players and their agents, so you know, no acrimony there. I think it was for six million, so eh, tidy little three million a year for him in the uh, AVV. Um, and then guarantee the Catman will be here at least till 2025. And this uh Saturday, for my fellow hockey loving Kings fans, it's Dustin Brown night number 23 is going to get raised to the rafters um it's the first uh king's number to be retired since i believe luke robitaille go kings go go kings go and he's also going to be getting a statue he'll be the first hall of famer not associated with the lakers or with the with the kings uh to get a statue there at uh, crypto.com arena aka the staples center um, so he'll be among those great statues. I think he's very much deserved a lot. People were like, why? It's because he's an all-time great with the team. He's the all-time leader in games played. Obviously, he's the first uh, uh, Kings captain ever to lift the Stanley Cup, part of that great run in 2012, and then did it again in 2014. Um, Just even though he's in the top 10, uh, I read an article today in the LA Times about him, even though he's in the top 10 of almost every category you can think of with the Kings, um, certainly doesn't have the eye popping numbers like Luke Robitaille and Wayne Gretzky out there in um, uh, Plaza Star Plaza Hall at the uh, Crypto. but I think he definitely deserves it. He embodied uh, a new generation of Kings, um, took them to their highest uh, you know point that they had been in a long time. And like I said, I mean, when you win two Stanley Cups, uh, when Gretzky and Robitaille didn't win any with the Kings, um, I think your your greatness. Uh, deserves to be honored and he does uh, just a great example i met him a couple times when i was a season ticket holder he was always great with the fans too so um i'm happy for dustin brown that he's getting his night um that's on saturday the february 11th very cool and that's it with the news and notes
0: for this week Get to the chopper! come on jamal get to the chopper all right gee whiz <laughs> uh yeah I-, I do want to talk to you next time or the week after because we're getting close to spring training and all that stuff, and oh, Dodger yeah. predictions and stuff like that, but uh, we're not talking any more baseball today, and uh, really into the sports because uh, the, the the trade the trades went off. The trade deadline yeah. ended today. Yeah. I texted you earlier. I'm like, what time did it end? And by that time, it had already been over. Yeah, but it, it was it was done over at that point. But. Um, the Lakers uh, pretty much have an entirely new team. Yeah, <laughs> they sent out a, a starting five and got back a well, they sent out a lopsided starting five. They sent out two centers, two point guards, and a small forward, and they got back pretty much like a you know uh, you know a second line, power forward, a center, a shooting guard, a point guard, and another kind of shooting guard that doesn't ever play. Right, but um, out. We bid thee farewell, number one, Russ Westbrook. We'll talk about that in a moment, I think. Yes. Um, uh, Thomas Bryant, who probably of all these guys that left, I'm the most sad to see him go. But I definitely understand why, uh, including the fact that I didn't hear this until this afternoon. But he apparently requested to, to go yes. once he saw the writing on the wall with A.D. being back, I guess. Yeah. And he saw the success he had when A.D. was out. So, I mean, I guess I can understand that. So, uh, fare thee well, uh, Thomas Bryant. Uh, although, now he's on Denver, so situation hasn't really changed. I don't know. I guess he's a backup. Well,
1: yeah, but then, then he can also... He's on a winning team. Yeah, but he can, he's probably going to get all those second second uh, team minutes. and um,
0: I guess, but Jokic is going to play. I mean, Thomas Bryant was going to get all the second team minutes with AD, except for they made the other trades. So.
1: Yeah, but I feel like they probably, with uh, with LeBron playing a lot of the four, Thomas Bryant can slot into the four with Jokic out there.
0: Yeah. No, uh, anywho, yeah. so uh, Thomas Bryant's gone. Uh, Westbrook's gone. Juan Toscano Anderson, Damian Jones, Pat Beverly. Right. Good old Pat Batley. Um, <laughs> Poor Pat Batley. And uh, in, Jamal, why don't you tell us uh, who came in?
1: Yeah, D'Angelo Russell from the Utah Jazz. Uh, Lakers fans should be familiar with him. Yeah. Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt came from Minnesota. So that's that uh, three-team trade with Westbrook, uh, Juan Toscana Anderson, and Damian Jones. Um, and then uh, in the, uh, the Thomas Bryan out, the in was Davon Reed. He's a shooting guard. And three, the most
0: irrelevant guy of all of the people, right? Right.
1: And three second round picks, which originally were supposed to be Denver, but somehow two of them ended up being um, because the Clippers got lumped into that one. So somehow uh, the Lakers have two second round picks from the Clippers. Um, talk about um, interesting. That is funny. And then um, a simple one here uh, out, you mentioned Pat Bev, in Mo Bamba. So, you know, that answered why they were getting rid of Bryant and who they were going to bring in afterwards.
0: Yeah, and uh, a couple of the interesting things I thought about, like just from a you know blanket, to who's what's out and what's in. You got rid of a lot of old guys. Yes, you know you got two thirty-four year olders, a twenty-nine year old, and a twenty-seven year old. The youngest guy going out was Brian, twenty-five, and coming in, the oldest one is twenty-seven. That's Devon Reed. He's probably the one that's going to play the least. Right, and then you bring in a couple of twenty-six year olds, a twenty-four year old, and a twenty-three year old. So I mean absolutely not only did you bring in guys that were probably more functional for the Lakers, I mean, that you know, absolutely more functional for the Lakers, but then a whole hell of a lot younger. And, you know, as far as, like, what controls they have over these guys, uh, that that is kind of a mix and match for each guy. Right. But it's a younger roster. Oh, and then the other thing is it's really a, a, a bigger roster too when you talk about you sent out two little guys in one Beverly and 6'3 uh uh, Westbrook and you basically are replacing those guys with the the Beasley and the Russell at six four six four and then um, so I mean that's a pretty good uh, exchange there as far as the height goes and then Mo Bamba for uh, t- for Bryant right who you know obviously Bryant's probably much better offensively but Mo Bamba arguably much better defensively and yes. kind of more of a wild card still you know. Uh, What kind of talent is he? We don't know. He had some good moments in Orlando. And then Vanderbilt, who seems to be the best, by far, defender of this group. And it's another one of those kind of swingy guys uh, who's also very, very young. Only 23 years old. Yeah, and he's 6'8",
1: too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: 6'8", guy who can play play some serious defense. Right. Uh, So, I mean, uh, it just seems like... A lot better balance to the roster now
1: it's like a more traditional roster really i mean you're talking about bringing in wing players you're talking about bringing in a shoot first point guard in in and d'angelo russell and then you're a backup um for anthony davis and mo Mo bamba who has some experience um having been um a starter for uh for orlando it's 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 more of a traditional look for them and you hit, hit the nail on the head they're a lot younger all of a sudden, it's like I looked at— We were
0: making fun of how aged this roster was before, Yeah, and now not no more. I mean, Right.
1: All of a sudden, they've got like six or seven guys. If you include Rui Hashimura, uh, you're talking about six or seven guys who aren't even 27 yet.
0: That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. you look at the roster, and the oldest guys they got are Russell and Beasley. And by the way— D'Angelo Russell's been in the league for nine years now. And he's only 26. That's insane to me. He's only 26 years old. Yeah. But Russell and Beasley are the old men on this, you know. Uh, and then, like I said, it goes down from there. The only guys older than that are Devon Reed, who isn't going to play, right. probably, most likely. And if he does, then great. But but then you just have AD and uh, Schroeder both being 29, which isn't super old anyway. Right. And then you got LeBron, who's just timeless, apparently. Yeah. But, I mean, at the rate he's playing, he'll play until 40, still being decent, exactly. you know, at least. But you know, who knows? Who knows with that? But it is something just just sensationally it's a sensational change. Right. You know, it's 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 very, very, very interesting how they've kind of completely remade it on the fly. Um there is something we said for who the hell are these guys? Because you know, how many new Lakers have there been in the last decade? Like you 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 used to and this is just kind of what the NBA is now, right? right? You used to be able to get attached to players on teams and really, you know, kinda uh, you know, know who's on your roster, you know, and 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 have spent some time watching them. Now these guys move so fast. It's like, how yes. do you even know? There's so many guys. You know, uh, Russell being kind of the the example of it. Tom, Thomas Bryant being an example of it. Yes, Started as a Laker go somewhere else, play for five other teams, comes back, he's a Laker now, oh, he's a Laker for like six months, okay, now he's gone again. Yes. And it's like crazy, because it can't just be the Lakers that are having that phenomena. But nope. you look around the league and you say, Kevin how Durant- many of these guys are former Lakers? And it's like, oh, half the league, I'm convinced. Half the
1: league, yes. <laughs> and that, insane. Or just like, Kevin Durant's a son now, this is like his fourth team. Who
0: thought? Who would have thought... Well, if- and that's exceptional with a superstar being okay. Right,
1: like yeah. Exactly, but it's like, who would have thought back when he was... You know, LeBron with, too. With Oklahoma, yeah, LeBron too, but um, yeah, who would have thought when he was back with Oklahoma that... that, that he'd be with the sons in you know short span you know that kind of situation but you could yeah, say this
0: right. yeah you could say this with the role players you could least you all say it with the superstars you know yes. it, you know uh, before it would be like if a superstar had played on five or six teams by the time he was done. It was he was like Shaq. He played with Orlando right. for years. He played with Lakers for a lot of years, and then at the tail end, he bounced around the league. Trying to chase Charles a ring. Barkley, same thing. Yes. And, you know, yeah, uh, exactly. Drex. Uh, well, not Drexler. I guess he only played two teams. Right. But but you know, I mean, is like yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, they just kind of bounce around the league oh, uh, repeatedly. Or
1: the, the Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. Was... Oh God, another
0: guy. Yeah, oh, <laughs> no, Another s- team he's s- never played on.
1: Excuse me, John Wall. Oh, John Wall too. Yeah, poor John Wall uh, left. Uh, you know, never played for Houston. Um, just was like trying to make himself. Healthy and then signs with the Clippers in the offseason. And the Clippers are like, we're trading you back to Houston for Eric Gordon. You know, it's, it's like one of those things. It's like, it's
0: just crazy. It's like
1: all these guys moving, all these moving parts. There was other guys, I forget, um, last night, uh, what's this? George Hill somehow ended up on the Pacers again, ha- having been with everybody. With it's just yeah. Nuts. Everyone's like, yeah.
0: So that's a long way to get around to when the Thomas Bryant trade happened. I was a little crestfallen because I'm like, I, the guy, I was like, wow, the Lakers got this guy at the beginning, and then he went away, and then he came back. You know, they draft him, and then he comes, goes away, comes back. He's has a chance this year to really show his stuff, and he's, he's playing really well, and he's got, you know, just like he's one of these high-energy guys you love to watch, and before you know it, he's gone. And at that time, you know, we're texting about how it's, it you know lowers our overall grade for the Lakers trade day. Like, at that time, we didn't know that he had asked for a trade and all right. this other stuff, and so there is more context to the situation, but still, it goes to the, just to, how the problem of being a fan nowadays uh, in the NBA is – and some of these teams, they just don't value the the idea of a fan favorite anymore. Apparently, oh, no. at all. No, I mean, no, 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 no. But you look at for the Lakers. I mean, uh, Caruso. Caruso is the is the AAA example example yes. of that. There's no way he I ever mean, should have left.
1: Even D'Lo to accept, I mean, D'Angelo Russell to some yeah. extent. Yeah.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because <laughs> he was just kind of rounding a form when they got rid of him. Right. Exactly. Um, obviously there was more political type of machinations machinations involved there because he left right when LeBron was coming in. If I remember right, right.
1: Right. He got one year with LeBron and then they sent them away to yeah. get Kuzma, basically, yeah, Kuzma's yeah, yeah. rights, and, and it was just yeah. a situation where... Kuzma's
0: it, also a version of the fan favorite. Yeah. Everybody loved the fact that the Lakers drafted him, and then, right. they, you know, and he would him up built, up, built him up, won a championship with him, yeah. you know, Caruso's the number one example because, like, yes. just needlessly, they just kind of, you know, right. goodbye, right. and then, you know, how all the team, all the guys that, they, that were on the team uh, after the championship, they just kind of jettisoned and, and went towards the, the Westbrook move, we'll talk about that in a minute, but it's like, come on, man. Let us have some fan favorite guys again and just hold on to them. Don't just, or if you're going to get rid of them, have it be for something. But the fact that Caruso goes for nothing, you could have just signed him. The fact that Thomas Ryan goes for three second rounders and a guy that's never going to play. You know, we didn't know that he asked for a trade at the time, or at least I didn't. But it's just that type of stuff is the stuff that takes, you know, you already are on like a negative uh, credit with the fan base right now because of how we got here. And whoever's fault that is, you know, LeBron's, Palinka's, whatever's, you know. You've been playing sub five hundred basketball for like a decade, other than you know uh, a season and a half of you know uh, championship peak basketball, LeBron, which yeah. was awesome. You won the championship, but it's like this is the kind of shit that really like takes it out of me as a fan. You were right. my fan favorite. Now there was some salve put on that wound when all of a sudden we found out we got Mo because it's right. just fun to say Mo Bamba, exactly. and he's a he's a big tall guy that now once you get rid of Bryant, well, you know now you you know getting rid of Bryant made room for Mo Bamba. And I'm like, well, hopefully this is a guy that, you know, we can have some fun with. Um, I'm hoping, uh, although I don't know how much he's going to play, you know, with, with, but I guess we figure with AD and how reliable he is. I mean, who knows? Right. So what do you think of uh, the Mobamba? Um, well, or the Bryant leaving? Well, one.
1: the Bryant leaving is like, well, you kind of had to like in my head automatically was like, please tell me there's another move because mm-hmm. I was like, you it was like, he had, su- he showed such high energy, um, looked great offensively when AD was out and like you said, we didn't know all the context of the fact that his minutes were going to be diminished with AD there. He was kind of reflecting in his game. Um, I forget which game it was recently. It might've been the Knicks game where he was just getting worked, uh, on the defensive side. And so, um, you know, obviously I'm with you where it's like, here we had this kid that was showing, um, the energy showing, um, you know, glimpses of, of of making it fun, you know, in the season that's felt like a slog again. Um, and then he's gone all of a sudden and I was ready to to bring down the grade uh, from an A minus to a B minus.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going down B yeah. minus minus.
1: <laughs> right. Um, but then, you know, with the Mobama thing it, it just makes sense. I mean the, obviously that was what they had in mind afterwards. They're gonna get somebody who's who's gonna be a backup for A D at the five. Um and somebody who is more defensive oriented um and just as young you know frankly i mean i think that was a smart thing it's like as long as they have some energy uh with the guys that they brought in and uh, younger by the way yeah uh, yeah younger and i think mobamba brings uh the uh, the kind of and taller yes and you know just but he also brings the kind of energy um that you need in the interior probably helps out anthony davis not to have to have to block six you'd rather have a
0: defensive center right another defensive center right. than an offensive guy
1: and Mobamba in limited time limited minutes he can shoot the ball too so yeah, yeah. I know, like 40% yeah. To exactly so um so there are pluses uh, with the acquisition but I'm like you I'm but I agree with you I was quite surprised that it was Thomas Bryant who went out um it would have been nice if somebody else if they could have figured out some other sort of transaction uh, in order to get those uh, picks from Denver. Um, and certainly to, uh, to, you know, Pat Beth going to, to, uh, Orlando, I wasn't upset with that. You know, that they, they went away from being older. It's a, you know, they get rid of a guard. You know, everybody was, if you read the twit tweets during a game, there's always these lineups where there's too many guards, not enough. Uh, impact wing, the dreaded
0: wing. three guard lineup, of, right? Uh, Pat Bev, right? Uh, Westbrook and wasn't and it Schroeder, Schroeder or
1: yeah. or Lonnie Walker? Yeah. You know, it's like not enough, not enough uh, wing guys, and certainly not enough interior defense. Uh, yeah, and this is all part of that, right? You know. Exactly. So, um, you know, so I'm and Pat
0: Bev, or no, keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: no. and I'm hoping that you know Mo Bamba. He looked excited. You know, he tweeted out, or maybe it was on his Instagram. He he was already at the U-Haul Center, ready to take his bring his stuff to um. To L.A. So, I mean, you know, when you get that kind of enthusiasm, uh, that kind of youth, uh, I think it'll mitigate, it'll definitely mitigate uh, the, the feelings that we have uh, for losing uh, a high energy guy like uh, Thomas Bryant.
0: I think, yeah, I think the Obama thing more than made up for it And like and it was a, it was kind of a stab. But then it's like, OK, well, now now I see what the sense of it is. Right. Um, Okay, let's. Uh, so we talked about. It's funny. Of the five Lakers that left, we lead with uh, Thomas Bryant, which I find that kind of funny. Um, let's go to. Let's just save uh, Russ for last. There's more to talk about there. But um, of uh, Patrick Beverly, uh, you know he's leaving. Damian Jones, Juan Toscano-Anderson. How do you feel about the Lakers losing any of those guys or any real thoughts at all? Uh, well, really?
1: Well, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones. It's more like um, we hardly knew you. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't remember the last time. Juan Toscana anderson got minutes, and Damian Jones was kind of like, for a glimpse, he was that Thomas Bryant guy. Was it last year, where he came in and gave him energy, or you know, I think Anthony I yeah. think Davis is hurt. Didn't really work out this year. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, yeah,
0: Bryant took all that shine this year. Yeah, and then Pat Bev. Well, it was kind of like it was kind of like uh, the second year of uh, Dwight. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Pat Bev. It's funny actually. Damian Jones took the shine off of Dwight. When Dwight, you know, what I mean, like, you right? See what I'm exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It
1: was, just, he was like the new Dwight. Yeah, the enthusiastic center. You know, you know, that could have just kept Javel McGee, but that's another. G. Wiz. G. Whiz. It's another story. But Pat Bev, I mean, I think he, for anybody who's listened to us, um, I think you and I can definitely say we told you so. We were like, yeah, why are you, why are you getting this guy other than to get out of that contract? I forget who it was um, um, for uh, that went to Minnesota, but it's like. He's old. Uh, This is
0: another old guy. It was a guy that raised your median age somehow.
1: Yes. And uh, he was supposed to be uh, a defensive presence on the perimeter, and all he proved to be was old and not a defensive presence. Actually, a liability on offense because he he stopped hitting his shots too. Um, Fun to
0: watch sometimes. But bringing cell phones onto the onto the court or whatever right. ipads on the court yeah. like i do appreciate that effort right. although it did cost them a game yes you know i mean <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah um but then there was this one what game was it? i forget i think they ended up winning it miraculously but there was a game where he got like a a putback dunk um and uh a, and then like immediately then you gave him uh, a three-point lead and then immediately uh uh, fouled somebody and it ended up being you know going to three uh three free throws or something like that but the lakers ultimately won in overtime and it's just like that's that's kind of who he was you know it's like giveth and taketh and he probably took too much most times and you know sorry pet bev enjoy your time um in orlando go to disney world catch universe Universal studios orlando but uh yeah i'm kind of glad that he's gone too because frankly he was such a liability sometimes on the offensive side, that, you know, the Lakers are better off. The Lakers are just better off.
0: Yeah, I think there's no doubt about it. And so in for those guys, and we'll talk about Russ after that, but um, uh, of, we were talking about Bamba, they're getting in Jared Vanderbilt, who's a very good defensive guy. Yes. Malik Beasley, very good shooting guy. Yes. Right?
1: 36% from three-point line.
0: Yeah, right. And then uh, D'Angelo Russell, we talked a little bit about him. And then, you know, like I said, Devon Reed, who probably won't play very much. But... Of these three guys, how do you see them, you know, fitting in or what are you excited about or, you know, well, what are your thoughts?
1: I'm hoping that these guys are the shooters that they're just being younger
0: and taller and better shooting. Yes. I mean, um, it, for me, it's the
1: shooting. It's the shooting. It's like it, the Lakers are, I think, are like 27th in threes made and something like 30th in percentage, which is dead last for those who don't know, um, or among the bottom three. Um, so... You know, automatically these guys, I think I saw that uh, Malik Beasley on like spot up shooting um, from three is like he's hitting like 45 or something. You know, it's just these ridiculous numbers that yeah. we've seen quite a few times. You know, the the other night it was, was his, uh, Mike Muscala was torching the Lakers and he was supposed to be, you know, he was the infamous uh, Zubach trade and he was supposed to be hitting threes for the Lakers and he didn't. It was the first thing
0: I thought of when I saw Muscala <laughs> playing against them. Yeah. Oh, I was
1: like, you got to be kidding me. Um, you know, so I'm hoping that's not the case with these guys, but they've kind of had it proven.
0: I mean, one of the reasons
1: that Utah has been so good was because D'Angelo Russell has been able to, um, elevate his game for them. I mean, he's averaging 17 points, um, I believe off the bench or it could be a spot starter, um, you know, hitting, for, uh, 39% from, uh, three, uh, Beasley, I believe, is actually hitting for 40 from three in this month or since January, some, 45, some, some ridiculous number like that. And Jerry Vanderbilt, he's young. He gives him some length. He's a wing defender. Um, sometimes he can even handle taking the the five spot, uh, even though he's only 6'8". So that goes to tell you that he's young, he's energetic. Um, so I'm hoping that all of that translates with the Lakers. My only concern really with bringing in, remaking the roster is you only have twenty seven games? You're two games back in the uh, playing column,
0: and you're losing tonight, probably. Although they're hanging tough with Milwaukee, they're yeah. only down one, and they're shooting to go ahead in the game. Right, uh, when Gabriel is no, so no they're probably no Le- going to tie the game.
1: Right, no LeBron tonight because of a sore ankle. Yeah, um, so, quote unquote sore ankle. Well. So, um, so his ankle taking that jump shot. Yeah, probably. Or, um, so you know they're they're going to be in it. He's wearing I think. a
0: double breasted suit tonight. I was
1: no. gonna say. Um, I think he's got a monocle on too. Sorry. <laughs> well, he was he was feted tonight. There was a ceremony before the know, game. It's, so. it's, it's proper glasses. Yeah, so so he was honored before the game. sure. And we'll get to that eventually. Eventually, um, it was a lot right. But you know, with these guys, it's like you know, I had been saying forever. This looks like a play in team.
0: He missed them both. If they some
1: if they make some oh the rebound if they make some moves, maybe they they move up. But then all these losses started happening um and accumulating and i think that's kind of put them in a hole where like i think they're definitely going to make the play-in team but it's just more of like because what teams like the suns are ahead of them the clippers they they play these teams um well
0: you got to think now like you know that that loss of thunder really killed them yes because if they had beat the thunder they'd be tied with the thunder right now right instead they're two games back of the stupid thunder which is really a bummer um, but the Jazz, you figure, are gonna fade because they yes. traded a bunch of they traded everybody. right? Right. The Blazers, the you know, uh, I don't know about them, but yeah, it's like moves. you know, uh, like they're they're probably holding steady, but you would think the Lakers should be able to shoot past them. But beyond that, you know, the Warriors, I mean, I
1: don't know. well, they, they Steph, should, Steph is than, hurt. Yeah, Steph is hurt.
0: Steph's hurt, so you better make some hay while he's hurt. Right. The Timberwolves, uh, they got worse, right? Right. I mean, right. Yeah. Right. They, they got you
1: know? they lost some depth.
0: So I mean, you gotta hope that you know at. The minimum you can catch the Thunder, that's not guaranteed. Can't take it for granted, right? You figure they're gonna move past the Jazz and the Timberwolves, where they're still battling for that last spot. Yes, um, Clippers, Mavs, Suns all got better, right? And, and the Nuggets, move the Grizz, up. the Kings were all good to begin with, right? So you're really battling with an injured uh, Warriors team, uh, meh, Blazers team, the Pelicans, and the T Wolves, right. you know. I don't know. I mean, there's no guarantees. Well, The Lakers just sent me my goddamn playoff thing. They're going to make me pay $10,000 for the stupid playoffs, and they're not going to make the playoffs.
1: Well, they'll make the play-in, but they ain't making the playoffs. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's kind of like before. I mean, before we were guaranteeing it because of just how good they could look sometimes.
0: I felt so much better about this two weeks ago when they were two games out of like the six spot, which really they're only four games out of it. They're they're three games out of the sixth spot right now. they've
1: got so many teams that they have to chase now, whereas before last— Yeah, but it's like you
0: figure they make it some ground. Right. You know? They didn't make up any ground. We're just in the same spot. Right. So it's like, okay, well, I guess if you're going to be in the same spot, then I don't don't have as much faith anymore.
1: But I I will say this. I think they're talented enough, if they're healthy, that they will make at least a play-in. And then maybe that's the philosophy for the front office. Let's make the playoff and let's see a play in and see where we can go from there, because it's very likely— this team could gel at the right time, and they could put a winning product on the court. It's just gonna take some. I, my fear is that it's they've dug themselves such a huge hole that it's it's just it's just play on. But they have set themselves up for next year.
0: It seems like yeah, like it's, it's a some much of, better team for next year. Yes,
1: and some of these guys are going to be there next year. Um, if some guys don't work like D'Angelo Russell, it's a player. It's a team option. Um, but if he works out perfectly, I mean, he could come back next year. Um, they could bring back, they'll, they'll likely have Malik Beasley or Jared Van, but one of, one of either two of them, Mo Bamba is, is signed for the next year. So, you know, there's going to be a little bit more cohesion and, you know, they've, they've shored up some cap space where maybe they go for Kyrie Irving in the offseason because Ah! that seems to be the move that they've... Okay, well, let's not go there yet. But, I mean, that seems to be the move they've... Put
0: a pin in that one. We want to come back to that.
1: That seems to be the move that they've been wanting to make.
0: All right, right. well, okay. So we still have a million things to discuss about this. I mean, this is...
1: Well do you think the team Arguably, is, go ahead. Uh, do you think the team is better? I do. I mean if they're younger and they indubitably. Yes. Absolutely. And, Positively. And if these guys shoot no doubt the way they're it. supposed to shoot, then they're yeah. better,
0: they're yes. younger, they're taller, yes. they're more versatile. Right. You know, it's a much better team yes. than it was yesterday. But you said something a minute ago and you're like, well, if they can gel going in
1: Yeah, that's then, the problem. Well,
0: it's funny if you would ask me two weeks ago, I said, This team is gelled. Plug A D back in there and this team is off to the races, yeah, is what th- I thought. Is what I thought, you know, that was not taking into account the Westbrook factor and LeBron point circus factor and all these things. But I was like, it seemed like there's part of me is very torn with this team because two weeks ago I was defending this team and saying, man, this is a really fun team to watch. There's a lot of guys like Thomas Bryant and, and the return of the Schrode dog and all these guys. And it's like, they're a fun team to watch. Even Russ was fun to watch. And, it seemed like to me that really they were winning a lot of the games where they were trying to win. And then it was just like, Oh, but then they have to sit LeBron and AD in this back to back. or AD's still out. Or you know? And so that would, there was very easy to explain why they weren't hitting their peak and like, Oh, but once it, once it all comes together, then they're good. They, Cause they've gelled. Yes. And then it turns out, well, no, um, we'll talk about LeBron's big night on uh, Tuesday or whatever in a minute. But God, from all the vibes that, have come off of that game. And then the fact that they remade their entire roster, like I am a little concerned that there's things that are irrevocably, irrevocably broken with the, the culture in this team. I think that's probably overseeing a little bit, but it's like arguably the biggest acquisition the Lakers made Uh, today and yesterday was the getting rid of Russell Westbrook to, to like, just get rid of all the bad vibes and like how much of a flushing of the toilet was that as much as, you know, I am a Russ Westbrook fan as a Bruin and even in his career and all that stuff, God turns out in hindsight. And like, there's so many people out there going, Oh, I told you, so! I told you, so! I told you so. Um, that was one of the worst trades ever as far as from Lakers go. Yeah. And it just kept on getting worse and worse and worse. And it was kind of fun. You don't normally get these moments where it hits a crescendo and then all of a sudden it changes, right? But that's what we had. We had LeBron breaking the record and all of this, like, oh my God, Russ is so pissed and even AD is kind of mopey and all this stuff. And a day later, he's traded. Like, it's not often you get the, you know, like I said, the peak and then the resolution. So, good together. But I think it might mean that the Lakers are kind of screwed for this particular season. But... It puts them in a much better stance going forward to to end the LeBron era whenever that ends up being and, and their current situation, LeBron and AD. You know, biggest acquisition was the shedding of Russ. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you know. that was
1: probably being able to get out from under that uh, big contract for one. Um, actually getting something in return. I mean, most people last night were giving um, Rob Plink a high praise for being able to bring in the haul that he did. For Russ because, um, you know, and only losing what ended up being a protected first round uh, pick in 2027 versus, you know, all the deals that seemingly in order to get rid of Russ, he was going to have to give up uh, a 2027 and 2029 first round pick. And who knows if either one of them was going to be protected, that kind of situation. And it's almost like. You know he was such a sunk cost towards the end in terms of acquisitions,
0: no doubt. And you know, oh, that's the thing. Like, like our our buddy, our podcast partner, Mike. Every time we were t- we were texting on the thread today about oh, what the Lakers did, what they didn't do, whatever, and his just can't response for the last three years has been, oh they keep making these bad trades, oh they keep making these bad trades, oh they keep making well, not really, not really. Like they made a bunch of great moves in the you know to win the title, like right. getting you know putting together that team. And then they made a bunch of great moves to put together what was a super team right. that ended up getting hurt, yeah. ended up being too old. And then from that point, they made a bunch of colossally terrible, terrible moves, including yes. the Westbrook thing. Yes. And that continued up until yesterday. Right. And then they started, you know, and then who knows? Maybe this is they've turned a new leaf or, or, or whatever. But this was a great trade, the one to get rid of Westbrook. And then the other made, trades they made, you know, the net of – you know, Bamba for Brian, all that stuff. This is something to be happy about, I think, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, they they made the kind of moves that a competent front office would make. I mean, you're talking about all you lost was a protective first-round pick for your sunk cost and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. You're getting all these second... And that,
0: that, yeah, that's what I was getting at. It's like, you're talking about Sun cost. It's like, yeah, at some point, you just got to get over the fact that they made that trade. Right. And now that they're getting out from under it, then let's let's I'll be happy about that and right, exactly. move on. Turn the page. Right. right. They already did it. There's nothing we can do about it. It's right. done. It's done. It's right. been done. Right. You know? And for whatever reason it's been done. Like and it that goes back to the narratives about, oh, they're wasting LeBron's prime. Well, no, LeBron wanted this to happen. Yes. And because they kind of cowtowed to LeBron, they allowed themselves to get put in this mess. Right. But it's not all LeBron's fault, it's their fault too. It's all of the, it's the collective fault. Right. But now that fault is done, and Some, now let's just
1: somehow they've They've, Let's just yeah wipe exactly. our hands and move on. When it looked like they might not, I mean, they were able to get themselves out of it. And then there's also the you know uh, second you know getting all the second round picks. And, you know it gives you more, uh, which apparently was the the thing to have today because there were some teams that gave five second I saw round some picks. That was like
0: thirty eight second <laughs> round picks moved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is insane, but yeah, yeah. You know,
1: is. just stuff like that. So it's quite obvious that teams are going to be wanting those kind of assets in the future terms of the the draft so uh, you know and they they afforded themselves some some moves and things like that and they got out from that pet beth situation too and you know the, the, yeah you have to give the front office credit they've turned things around yes it's a lot in the middle of a season but a lot of the things we asked for we got we asked for more shooting we asked for some length we asked for um a backup for ad we asked for um, some wingmen versus all these guards. And and it's and if everything is healthy, then, like I've mentioned, I think this is a, a guaranteed play-in team, and then you just got to see what happens from there and on.
0: And they're all these young guys, which and is nice. Uh, yeah. So they're, they're really a young roster right. plus LeBron now, right. and which they, is kind of
1: cool. Right, so they have a chance for some cohesion. Yeah. And so next year they're not. Dumb- if they don't
0: all just cut them and trade them all again. For Kyrie or <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, we're not there yet. All right. All right. All right. All right. Before we get to that sadness. Yeah. Who do you think is going to start for them at this point? Uh, like, fan favorite, Jake favorite, Schroder, Schroder dog. Is he going to the bench?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think right? it's going to be a second. Who's, who's your starters? Go. I think it's d you got to go with d By the way,
0: report from CBS News. He hated uh, uh, Rudy Gobert oh. and would openly talk shit about him. Everybody so hates Now Ru- we're getting, <laughs> now we're getting uh, Minnesota's malcontent.
1: <laughs> everybody hates Rudy right, Gobert. Let's Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's definitely one, a situation. Apparently
0: him COVID or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah. It's <laughs> probably um
1: D'Angelo Russell, LeBron, uh uh Anthony Davis, and you got Rudy Hooter I think he should be starting. Right. Um and then I think we're pretty good lineup. Yeah.
0: But wait, who's so LeBron's playing like a guard role there. Yeah, he's
1: he's probably your number three. I mean, that's a big lineup. He's probably your like your number three slasher wingman guard. You know, he doesn't have to dominate because D'Lo. He's gonna be
0: like a two three because Rudy's a two three. You know, right?
1: Exactly. But... And and uh, D'Lo uh, not
0: Rudy, uh, uh, Rui. Yeah, and, sure, and
1: no. D'Angelo Russell. He's he's a point guard, but he's not uh, a pass point guard. He's a shoot first. Point yeah, it's like guard.
0: LeBron's your your tall point. Yeah. And then you know Delos, your small shooter, right? And then you got Rui and and AD, right? Uh,
1: you know and yeah. So it's wait who's the who's the last one? So you I, I guess it, are you bringing Schroeder off the bench or I think you have to? Right? Or is it uh, uh, Lonnie Walker the fourth who you're bringing off the bench? Or if you want a a little bit more wing size, it's Austin Reeves. And you know this, it just goes to show you that we we're talking about that versatility that you can have some situation when you got Austin Reeves. Lonnie Walker or Schroeder or, you know, is the starting lineup I don't think will um, will be set in stone sometimes. Depends on the matchups. But I could see some sort of combo uh, that situation. For sure your front line will be Rui, uh, Anthony Davis, and LeBron. And then you just kind of mix the matchup between D'Lo and if you want to go small.
0: When you got Vanderbilt out there as a defensive guy as well. Right, exactly. Like, you know.
1: But, again, it's probably more of a second unit guy. Troy Brown. Right, Troy Brown. Been. Yeah, exactly. So they have a lot. Uh, to work with. Um, they have different options. Like I said, more traditional team. You know, Some guys with set roles, power forwards, small forwards. You know,
0: All we know forwards. for sure is that um, Cole Swider will continue to not play. Yeah. yeah. Other yeah. than
1: that, right? And Scottie Pippen Jr. probably yeah. probably Jr. not wanting to have him with the first team right now. He's got to stay down in South Bay with the whole Malik Beasley thing.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, not talking about what the Lakers may end up doing in the offseason, which is blowing the whole thing up again for a psychopath madman crazy person can you imagine can you absolutely imagine like they just do this and then they dig their hole deeper again can you imagine a world in which it's and by the way how close were you into talking yourself that having uh uh uh, uh Kyrie because i don't feel like you wavered i wavered no nope. i'll confess Confession: I wavered. I was I like, not. "Okay, I can see it. Let's just do it. Fine, whatever. Nope. I'm sick of hearing about it. Let's just get it done. I did I'll not. trade Russ for Kyrie and just be done with it." I was, I was there. I was not. I mean, if, if, I can't stand the dude, but I was there.
1: Yeah, I was never because for one thing, it wouldn't have made things better for the team. It's not like he's. Uh, I mean, yes, you would have had another point. They would have
0: gone on like a ten game winning streak right now, and then lost forty games <laughs> right. straight after that.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I just what they what the Lakers needed, unfortunately. Kyrie Irving couldn't fill um, in terms of size, uh, interior defense, all the things that we've been talking about. Getting a wingman out there,
0: it um, was basically the same thing we were talking about with Russ. It was like, right. oh, you get the three stars and then you figure it out. Exactly, was well, you know, that exact
1: argument? Exactly. And he, and obviously he's better right now. Uh, I mean, he just beat the Clippers last night, uh, twenty-five. I think it was like twenty-five, seven and five or something like on that. On his Best behavior, yeah. On his best behavior, no, F that guy. no, uh, no, uh, no, Luca. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I understand why fans, I understand why fans wanted it because if you're getting rid of Russell Westbrook and you're bringing back Kyrie Irving, you're the one winning that trade for sure. Um, just depends on what else would have had to go out, but I'm glad they didn't make the deal because it's, it didn't, it's not, it's not what they needed for this year. Now next year might be different, um, just because of the way the roster could change or depending on what happens this year. But, um, no, I did not. I, didn't, I never wavered. I never thought it would be a good thing for them this year. Good judgment. I don't think it would have uh, fixed their problems for sure. It might have been... At one point, did you
0: think that they were going to do it?
1: Oh, yeah. When he asked for the trade, I thought... To him, when Kyrie Irving says, I told the Nets he wanted to be traded at the trade deadline, I thought, ah, crap, here we go. The Lakers are going to be in on this. And, uh, you know, they're going to mortgage the future for another guy. And then the worst of it is they were probably going to extend him. My understanding was that they would have probably extended him right away, um, which is not happening with Dallas, and Dallas might be happy they don't do that. Um, But, yeah, it looks like they were going to – they would have extended him right away, and then we would have had perhaps another sunk cost. Um, But he would have been better than Russell Westbrook. I mean, at this point, Russell Westbrook is – Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, he would have been better than Russell Westbrook in the games that he decided he wanted to play. Exactly. It's all the other stuff.
1: Um, On the on-court stuff, yes, he would have had a talented guy, a guy who could shoot. Uh, Offensively, they would have gotten better. Um, defensively, they would not have. He, I mean, he, if you look he's at. He's
0: either insane or he's the biggest egomaniac in the right. history of the NBA, which is saying a lot. Right. I mean, considering the Lakers have had some of the biggest egomaniacs right. in the history of the NBA just on their team. Yes. Like, he'd fit right in in that regard.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, so I'm glad they didn't make Colby's, that trade. Your Kobe's, your
0: LeBrons, your Kareem's, whatever. You know. And
1: I said either Denver or Dallas would probably make the trade. I was surprised that it was Dallas. I honestly thought it would be Denver because I feel like Denver probably had the best chance for a. Uh, I think this, this felt like, before anything happened last night, this felt like it was their best chance to win an NBA championship because they are so good. They do have the number one seed right now. Luka, uh, uh, John Donchich not Donchick, um, jo- Joker. Uh, yeah. um, he looks like uh, he might win another MVP. He's back-to-back MVP, and he's looking like he could win another one. Um, I thought that would have been a, a good move for them because, again, uh, uh Djokovic, he's the one who's he's he's the passer in that in that team. You know, yeah. he's 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 got the most assists for like a big man in the last ten years, and he's only been in the NBA for like the last five or something like that. Um, so I thought that would have worked out more. Him going to Dallas, I don't know with with Luca, Doncic, and and how much of a speaking of Igobanyaks and how much he needs to have the ball and that kind of stuff. Um, It'll be interesting, but like I said, they they won last night.
0: It's amazing how it happened, and then the Dallas fans just don't know what to do with themselves. They're like, are we happy? I don't know.
1: Well, it looks like we're going for a type of move, and you have to be happy when you're going for it. You do have an all-star. You do have one of the better players in the NBA, but... It's all the other peripheral stuff. I mean, that just kind of worries you when you acquire an asset like that,
0: and especially like when he could just be gone. Right. You know, but then they're like, "Oh, we could just trade him and be." You know, they're like, "Oh, it's kind of we're kind of renting him." And it's like that seemed like a really great idea, right? Until like a few hours later, and then, oh my God, Kevin Garnett or Kevin uh, Durant. Kevin Durant just got traded. Well, and which makes pretty much everything the Lakers did relatively irrelevant, probably. Yes, and it completely made what the Mavs did irrelevant. Probably, probably, which is insane. That's why the thing for the Lakers is so much better, because you just feel like they made these moves. But it wasn't something that was sacrificing the future. It was getting noticeably better, but also still setting yourself up for a better team next year. Right. That I hope they don't blow up to get Kyrie. Yeah.
1: And the thing with the thing that makes me mad about the Durant deal is, um, if you look at that deal, it's like, you know, if the Lakers had just held on to their assets, if they had just held on to their assets, they never make that Rus- Russell Westbrook trade. I mean, it's possible they could have made that Durant trade, which is yeah, me, right. It just makes me mad. That's what I thought. I was like, you gotta be kidding! Me. When I saw what they sent, I mean, I know and they, we saw
0: some fan favorites running around like Kuzma right. uh, and KCP and, yeah. and, Caruso and Caruso and all these other guys. Like, they could have that would have
1: That package they sent for Russell Westbrook, they could have. We to never the got Nets. a proper
0: run back for the title. Yeah, they you know? could have sent to the Nets
1: for Stupid. Durant you know you know some people say Can well imagine uh, mikhail bridges and cam what's his name are way better no no not really they're, they're just about the same in terms yeah. of role and and uh what they do and if they still had all those first round picks they might have been able to get kevin durant but of course they couldn't foresee the future where uh Kyrie irving tried to sabotage his team and then durant so mad with the it's situation really that horrible. he's happy to get out of it too and and joe sy willing to blow it up and just collect all these assets so
0: yeah and um What's his name? Who's the guy that was from Philly that got traded there? Um,
1: oh, Harden. Just no, yeah. not Harden.
0: The other guy. Oh,
1: Ben Simmons. Ben, ben Simmons in
0: there, like twiddling his finger, yeah, and calling exactly. a psychiatrist. Yeah,
1: there, you know? there were like seventeen That's things insane. that had to happen on that That's end, um, but that the Lakers couldn't have foreseen and would have not maybe traded Russell Westbrook if they could have gotten Kevin Durant. But we'll never know. You know, it's just one of those things we'll never know. All right. Well, but, but I'm also happy that their big 3 blew up and the Lakers oh, are yeah. st- still standing as the only team from that that summer to win a championship by the way.
0: Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh the clear winners. Yes. You know, clear winners even though they did everything they could to make themselves losers. Yes. Clear winners, right? right? Yep. Um all right. Well, uh uh folding all this in cuz it's all just one big collective lump of like lakerdom right. and oh my god, it's just it's just crazy. Cuz like I said, 2 mo- 2 weeks ago I was like God, this team is fun to watch. This is a bunch of good guys. Oh, I, I'm even like selling myself on the whole rest thing. Uh, and then we get to...
1: <laughs> Six men of the
0: year. The record, record-breaking record night. Yeah. Like, what the F? Holy F happened there. Like, number one, was it cool to see LeBron break the record? Yes. Abs are freaking lucas We'll get Laker. to LeBron's yeah. legacy in a minute. Yes. But as far as going back to the causality of that night and overall the zeitgeist of the lakers and how it went from being a gelled team to a team that's you know if you listen to all the national reports i haven't heard a lot of the local guys talking about this no they did today nationally they're just like oh my god how fucking weird was that that all these guys like basically are like staring daggers at lebron while he's shooting his jump shot to 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 break the points like what do you think about that whole Maloo of uh bad
1: feelings well today uh, ham tried to try to um sort of tamper that down thinking uh, um you know in terms of anthony davis body language and i don't know what's going on there you know anthony davis he he's he's proven to be when he's healthy uh weirdly sensitive there was a few years ago when um after they had won the championship where he wasn't quite himself even before he got hurt and there was this talk of like maybe um uh, he was think- overthinking too much. Uh, not trying to hurt his body because he was. Uh, there was the whole extension situation. Um, you know, there was during the postseason against Phoenix where he had to declare that he had to play better in that kind of situation.
0: Breaking news: Austin Reeves just took. Oh no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he just took Giannis off the dribble and laid it up. Went to the rack straight up. Giannis looking like a fool. (laughs) Lakers up by nine. Probably short-lived. Lakers up by 11. What? Oh, no. Now Lakers up by eight. Probably a short-lived victory, but oh my God, that just happened. Let's go Austin Reeves. I'm glad to see the young man back. Yes.
1: I'm happy to see him back, too. Yes. Anyways. Um, Yeah. So, you know, there was that whole situation where um, Anthony Davis uh, basically had to declare that he had to play better in the playoffs, and everybody was like, that's not something that you need to do. Having won a championship, you should just kind of know. And so he kind of does have that sort of like, when he's not thoroughly engaged, uh, it can go bad. And he just looked lost in that game. It didn't seem like he was at all uh, wanting to be there. Muscala was like torching him and Thomas Bryant, um, certainly um, hitting those threes. So, um, you know, Darwin Ham was trying to tamp things down today, saying that you know he feels like Anthony Davis is. Uh, body language had, you know, wasn't something he had to worry about. And then there was the whole situation. Apparently, Russell Westbrook was uh, got into it with uh, uh, Darvin Ham um, in the locker room, either at halftime or after the game, uh, regarding what he was doing. So it's just quite obvious it's that some, something was going on with this team. Something was off. Yeah,
0: and it led. To, and, and by the way, you know, as much as we're like, yeah, it's probably a good thing Russell's gone. It's still kind of a fucked up thing for him to have to deal with going into it, you know, the whole LeBron, right. you know, and subtext. Oh, I, would, I guess it's me, blah, 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 You're kind
1: of being blamed for everything. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. yeah.
0: and he has been the whipping boy for this team for right. a season and a half. And right. that part, I never sat right with me, but whatever. They did it, you know, whatever.
1: And then apparently, you know, but there's... But then
0: they got AD involved in the same angle. I'm like, right. I don't know. Like, I just think that was a little bit of, like, overthinking it. Yes. AD and LeBron have, so far, been nothing but stellar teammates. Yeah and seemingly happy
1: and ad ad said he extended his his contract because he wanted to keep playing with lebron yeah. so you know he had a chance to go home and he said no way i want to keep playing with lebron um you so know he
0: has just an uh a symptom of that particular night well
1: they lost i mean i'm sure he was pissed they lost i mean i'm sure he was pissed they lost i'm sure they're, they're smart they know that this is a team that they had to beat they had just looked like they were going to take out the uh, the pelicans at, on the pelicans floor and then just fell apart in that fourth quarter and lost that game so you know going into a two brutal. two game losing streak against two teams that they were uh, that they were in front of them that they probably should have beaten both of them um yeah um, i'm not surprised that ad's body language uh, was like that and i don't think it had everything to do with lebron i think most most of the guys were happy about lebron breaking breaking the uh the record and being there and um, you know, Anthony Davis is part of the, you know, uh, package and, um, that they put out on video of people praising LeBron and his career and things like that. So uh, I think it has more to do with the loss and and where they are in this season. And, and it, you know, maybe there were some, you know, uh, they were talking about it today on the radio that they feel like maybe because the, they're out from under this Russell Westbrook situation. Uh, however, they might have looked at it that um, it's going to be a different locker room. Let's put it that way.
0: How could it not be? Yeah. You just changed out 40% of the guys, too. <laughs> right.
1: But, I mean, in just terms of, like, attitude and and, uh, and maybe how they felt about Russell Westbrook, um, even though they praised his work ethic and things like that, there is there is such a thing as too many people taking up too much air. Um, and when you already have LeBron, Anthony Davis, and then you throw in Russell Westbrook, it could, could lead to some of the things that we saw.
0: And uh, – Apparently he did. Yes, and then you trade Russ. Yeah, and hopefully things are all fair and square back to normal. And by the way, they're up by like eight on the Bucks right now, midway through the second quarter. They're probably going to lose the game in the third quarter. But if they somehow manage to win the game
1: and sweep the Bucks for the season, which is just which would just be
0: mind blowing. Yeah, <laughs> but that would make up for losing the stupid game you just lost. Yeah, sort of. Even though it's head to head, loss. not good. Yeah, but that would. Go- but what would be just like completely. Which fit right into the theme of the season. Where it's like you play really good against the really tough opponents and maybe you win, maybe you lose. Right. And then you blow a bunch of games you should have won. Right. Right?
1: Yeah. All and, right. And then, you know, and the, you know, we mentioned that it's like the one thing I fear is great. Everyone says, Well the West was wide open and now it's shrunk to basically just the Suns. Um, but I'm really afraid now that the Celtics are gonna win the championship. But we can't have that. I'm really afraid that this is gonna be the year, you know, just coming back from all their weird crap that they went through and and that's the thing,
0: too, because in the offseason, we're like, yeah, they're dead. Yeah. their whole weird coach thing. Yeah. And then, you know, they come back and they're playing good. But
1: they're just so damn talented. And you could see it. In Apparently, the-
0: uh, uh, Jalen Brown is not there's some weird one with him, though, too. So, yeah, I don't want a guy to be I, hurt, but yeah. I don't want the Sox to succeed. No, I don't. No matter what. Yeah. If the Sox make the finals. We're rooting against. Yes. You We're know, rooting for whatever team they're yes. playing. Yes. Yes.
1: That includes go, you. Go Suns, go. That includes you, Phoenix morons. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, last thing. Yes. Last thing. So LeBron broke the record. Awesome. Pass Kareem. Yes. Another Laker it. legend, passing another Laker legend. You know, I heard something that felt kind of right to me, not for me personally, because as soon as LeBron James became a Laker, I was like, LeBron James, and I'm like, oh, Team LeBron, and I'm like, oh, my God, I love First this guy. First
1: Coast by his podcast.
0: I mean, you're wearing your LeBron shirt right now. My daughter, her favorite player in NBA history is LeBron James because you know she started watching basketball quite a bit when LeBron James got there because she saw how excited I was. So I am not in this camp of this weird, bizarre diminishing of LeBron right. when he's on your team and you're supposed to be purport to be a Laker fan. Right. But somehow whatever your feelings are towards Kobe can't allow you to, to honestly root for LeBron. I, I'll never understand it. Nope. But with that being said, he's been a Laker for like four years now. Certainly, you know, he's been all over the place more, more than that, right? Five years, five years now. Yeah. He has spent a chunk of his career now with the Lakers. He's won a title with the Lakers. He broke the all time scoring record taking up from Kareem. So it's gone from Laker to Laker to Laker, yep. right? There is some truth, I think to, some of the other uh, to some of the fans that maybe were like on the fence, you know, that seemed like a pretty cool special night. You know, the nonsense we heard after the fact about all the rumblings, notwithstanding, because like you know, Bill Simmons wanted to diminish and all this stuff. This seems, you know, to me like it's inarguable now. LeBron, Laker, you know, and he's got his own little legacy. This is his own little segment of Laker history, yeah. and I'm fine with that. You know, like I said, they already won the title they could theoretically win another one probably not but they could who knows right but i mean what's your what's your thought on lebron like kind of finally i don't know I, I the way i heard it put was finally becoming a laker when he broke the record but i mean although i don't quite agree with that right like for a lot of people i think that might be true right well it's it's kind of awesome
1: to think about where he is now versus when he first came here because it's like you were thinking about well where how far can this go is this just the thing where He's out here for movies. Is he committed to staying out here the whole time? If this doesn't work out, are they going? Is he going to try to find a way to get out of being a Laker and and going somewhere else? And he's fulfilled things that he wanted to do. He's he won a championship with the team. Uh, I don't care what circumstance it was. It is an NBA championship. It was the NBA Finals MVP. It was yep. awesome to watch.
0: And I think part of what's taken away from his legacy with the fans is the fact that the fans couldn't watch him play live, too. Right, right. We didn't get those moments of the crowd just going nuts right. during a title run. Right. You know, We were all doing it at home. Right. But it doesn't change the fact that we did it.
1: Yes. And, and then for him to break uh, Kareem's record... Walla Laker I mean that's you couldn't ask for I mean this it's like one of those things where like if at the time you had said all these things were going to happen all the good and the bad were going to happen somebody would have been like that's you know if you wrote it like a Hollywood script somebody would have said this is dumb. Uh, this doesn't make any sense how can this guy win a championship uh break uh, uh, a legend i mean freaking kareem Kareem's statue is outside of where he plays i mean how is he going to you know how is he going to break another legend's record you know th- th- those things and it's like and for him to have that moment for himself i mean the only thing else i can compare it with was him speaking for the team um, after kobe bryant died i mean those are really the only two spotlight moments um lebron had one very sad and this amazing achievement individual but he did it in the uniform that we love and he, and he did it breaking another Lakers uh record and you know if if things work out and he sticks around and this is the team he retires with, how can you argue that he doesn't have this great Laker legacy? I mean, I'm all for it. let's retire his jersey, let's put a LeBron statue. There's no there. doubt about it. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> let's retire his jersey and give him a statue. I'd love to for there to be a LeBron statue in Miami, in Cleveland, and L.A. Why Absolutely. Not? Yeah. And you
0: know, but when it's all said and done, you figure he's already on year five right now. Year six is going to happen. Yeah. Theoretically, he could go year seven, maybe even year eight. If he gets to year eight, then he's equaling his longest stint with any team. Right. I mean, know, he's, he's already he spent been with- eleven with Cleveland, but it was split up into eight and three. Right. You know. Yes. Or eight like, and four, or whatever.
1: Yes. He's already been with the Lakers longer than he was with No, ever I'm sorry. Was he with was at, with
0: Cleveland was seven years to begin with. Yeah. Miami for four. Yeah. He's already beat the Miami streak. Yeah. Obviously, he won his ti- two titles with Miami. Right. Two. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Back to back. Yeah. With um, the four NBA finals. But
0: theoretically, he could w- he could match his title total. Yeah. Here with the Lakers. Yeah. You know, it's just like there's. And by the way, if he manages to win another title with Lakers, like it's a set in stone. Like yes. b- build two statues of him. You know, yeah. I mean, like build uh, one him winning title and one of him breaking the scoring thing. You yeah, know? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you number know? six and number twenty three. Yeah, put them both up there. Yeah. But already he's done enough to be a Laker great. Yes. And the way that he's playing right now at thirty eight, it's like insane. And yes. you're, you're wondering if at some point he just kind of falls off a cliff. But there's no reason to think that's no. the case. Yeah. You know. And if he does, who cares? He's already done quite a bit. Yeah. So I yeah I am just like I hope that the The fans who are Kobe first, those Kobe first sycophant fans, just, you know, either, I, I don't know, just wake up, please. Yeah. And just, if, you know, if you're a Laker fan and you're not embracing LeBron James, you know, it's, uh, the player, it's it's just insane to me. Yes. But I'm not going to let that bother me. Uh, I'm, I'm actually... The, the hardest part about it is that he's been a Laker fan for, he's been a Laker player for one, two, three, four, five years, and they've had two years where they've been had decent (laughs) records they've had two years where they've been absolutely horrible and then this year where it's like their records dog shit but they look better than their record and then
1: one amazing year that got folded into those are the
0: things against it right Right. but you know i mean
1: uh, and and i mean it's just i mean when they're all said and done i mean he could end up being top three in rebounds assists and you know holding the scoring all record. these milestones yeah, yeah all these milestones it's like he, and to do his like a three right, right. and he's and he's going to be talked about as one of the, uh, the greatest player not one of the greatest player of all time no
0: there's no way he's not in the, ar- the argument for yeah. top three yeah he's you know? he's
1: in that argument and there's no way to not argue that and the end of that was his Laker years so yeah. how could you not it's yeah. just it's a, just amazing as a privilege to actually have him on the lakers um and him be part of that legacy you know him it be, is very cool yeah it is very cool. When the murals go up, he's 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 there and he's wearing purple and gold, and it's amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny too, and you think about his long career, he's thirty years old. And really, the biggest real demerit on his record, you know, obviously he just like any other superstar, he's kind of Teflon, he might be hard to play with from the standpoint of all the blame goes everywhere else but him. You know, right. those are the big knocks on him. But there's not really a better teammate on the court. Yeah. You can talk about all the different finals he's been to, whether they won them or not, you know, all those finals just... The biggest market, black market, on his record is the decision, and in hindsight, big effing deal. Like, look at the league now. Yeah, he's, look at the league now. He set it the standard. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this, this,
1: everybody followed him. But that's,
0: I mean, it's like in hindsight, it's, it's like it's like getting mad at a player for having nil contract now, <laughs> right, right? Right, it's like things have changed so drastically from right. that point that. The guy really... That's thats the other amazing thing about him. This many years, he really doesn't have any missteps. You nope. know, think about the, the skeletons in Jordan's closet. You know, obviously the the problems with Kobe. You know, and, and just the... And, and in general, like, LeBron would be an maniac, but for, I don't know, the first three quarters of Kobe's career, he was just an outright dick to everybody. Right. And he was amazing on the court, but he, he was a he was kind of a, a problem uh, as a person. Yep. And luckily, he got to have his redemption story, and then, you know, it's very... You know, obviously, it's very sad uh, that he's passed. You know, but... Of these all-time goats, you know Kareem, universally looked at him as a dick, yes. and now that he's you know uh, almost a hundred, people are he's finally kind of right. being you know brought around the corner, you know. And obviously, there's all these guys; they're real human beings that have flaws, real lives that we are not privy to at all. Right. But I'm saying about the perception around them and the actual things that they're on record as doing. Right. For as long as LeBron's been playing under the spotlight, and you think about you know the the opportunities for it to go awry. As a guy who's given the spotlight when he's freaking fourteen. He's in on, high school.
1: He was in the sp- cover of sports illustrated as a high school. That's what
0: I'm saying. Yeah. Like for as much as this guy has been exposed to the spotlight, he's, another part of his amazing longevity is the fact that he hasn't effed up. Yeah. I mean it's amazing. Like it he's, really is amazing. Yeah. So that's something to also be kind of uh revered right. from LeBron James. I mean, if the worst thing you say about him is uh his politics aren't are not are my liking, you know, and that's you know, this a knock that somebody might have on him. Okay, fine. <laughs> he is. He's just. He, he, he's. 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 He's quite a specimen, yeah. right? Uh, and uh, and mm. it's just.
1: It's a part of Laker legacy. It's, it's, it's part of Laker legacy. It's a. That's what's amazing. Thank you, Jamal. I can't. Believe, I can't. But somebody said, uh, you know, in my life I got to see prime Jordan, Kareem, Magic, uh, Bird, and I was like, yeah, so did I. And wait, and LeBron, I've seen his entire career, and, and somehow. Most of those guys end up in Laker uniform and it's amazing. It is amazing to think about all the guys who've come before him that have worn the purple and gold all the way back to Minneapolis and, and he's part of that. And it's yeah, I don't I don't see how anybody could ever question that, but people do, but I not me. I mean I'm just gonna be when he retires I hope it's as, as a Laker and like I said, put up the freaking uniform, give him a statue, just the same.
0: Very good. All right. Let's uh it's been a lot. Yes. Been a lot of good Laker talk. Yeah, it's been an hour. A Laker ton of Laker talk. A Laker talk. Before we sign off, I do have a question for you. My daughter is texting me from the Cal game. Yes, and she's saying, "Do you have any idea?" She showed. She texted a shirt she got for free. Yes, Filipino and she's saying, heritage night. I believe. Do you have any idea why tonight is a big game? Is her a question that he, she sent to us? Other, and I don't think she knows the answer, so I'm like, I would like you to speculate as to why tonight is a big game for the for the uh, Bears. I asked her if they fired Mark uh, Fox, Fox before the game, yeah. and that's why it's a big game, and she said no, she doesn't think that's it.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's it either. I'll, the only thing I know is it's Filipino Heritage Night, that's why she got a free T-shirt, um, and they're playing Arizona, so. Um, oh, that's why.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't even see that they were playing. Yeah, they're playing yeah. the Wild. No, game. she says. So this is the texture from my daughter. She's like. She's like, uh, do you know why today is a big game? I said no. I'll ask Jamal. Did they fire Fox or something? And she says no. My guess is uh, it's a rivalry because there's lots of opposing fans. Yeah, and so yeah, and then I'm like, oh yeah, it's Arizona. She's and she sent me a picture. Lots of opposing fans. Yes, yes. And let me let me text her back in real time. I'll, I'll actually put this on. I was gonna voice. say
1: it's it's probably a lot of Arizona fans getting to see the Bay Area and then getting to see their Wildcats whoop on uh, on Cal uh, over the Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> no doubt.
0: Here, let me text her back. Uh, let's see. Um, pull up the thread. Uh, let's
1: see. I was going to say, at least uh, we should probably give one more update before we sign off. The Lakers are
0: still winning. 52-48, two minutes left. Hold oh. on, let me text Megan. I'm, I'm going to text her on the air. Hold on. Megan, comma, it's because it's the Arizona Wildcats, the second-tier good team in the Pac-12, comma, they've won a title in their history. And made a lot of Final Fours and otherwise been a bunch of over, uh, over-inflated over douchebag <laughs> desert folks that act like turds. <laughs> Comma. But they travel real well.
1: Nine to one right now, Arizona or Cal. How'd they get the one point? <laughs> you have to wonder how they got the one point.
0: Hold on. Uh, last thing. You're going to lose the game, comma, and that's sad, comma, but just realize that anybody that got into Arizona might as well be at any California J.C. college.
1: Hey, I got into Arizona.
0: (laughs) No, no, I should say attending.
1: Uh, Attending, Uh, Anybody. It was my safety school, folks. That's right. I'm legacy. It was my
0: safety school. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Attending that think tank in Tucson. Would crawl over broken glass. The 400 miles it would take them to make it to Berkeley. Yes. <laughs> Suck at Wildcats.
1: Yeah, bear bear down on that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, bear down on these nuts. I'm yes, that, that was probably pretty harsh. But uh, God bless you. That's how Wildcats. we feel. That's how right. we feel. Too All much
0: right. PTSD. All right, that's true. Yeah. And by the way, yeah, good basketball program. Yeah. Anyways, uh, all right, Jamal, uh, I've had some fun tonight. Yeah, I've And had fun uh, yeah, we, we killed a spider, which you'll probably get that as an outtake <laughs> in a moment. Um, and uh, we talked a lot of Lakers. I love talking to Lakers. Yeah, anyway. for once. Yeah. And now uh, my uh, neighbor who's going on an audition as a basketball coach tomorrow, but knows nothing about basketball. I'm going to have him come over right now, Jamal, and we're going to talk to him about what he can say in his audition. Sound like a plan? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes, he's a, he's a good guy. Uh, he's a great guy, from Texas knows nothing about sports. And he's going to
1: audition as a basketball. Well, you
0: don't. I mean, you don't pick your roles, right? You just audition. Oh, this you is a, make a, a paycheck, a baby. Acting role. He has an actor.
1: Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I thought he was going to be like uh, the his kids. Uh, no, he's not going for a job interview. He's auditioning. <laughs> oh, okay. There's going to be like his yeah. kids JV coach or something.
0: All right, all right. Well, uh, Jamal. Until next time, what do we say?
1: We're the West Coast. We're the best coast. We're West Coast bias.
0: West Coast bias, dude. Bro. We place a ball on the West Coast. When the Thomas Bryant trade happened, I was certainly crestfallen. Like, we were texting on our text thread, oh, Jesus, look at that spider. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a big fucking spider. I thought that was a fucking fly. Give me uh yeah.